We're going to continue this morning in the book of James. In the book of James, we are going through the book of James, and James is telling it like it is. Amen. James is a straight shooter, but he is also a man of prayer. Amen. So he is uh, he is in long communication with God about what he should share with God's people. Um, they called James old camel knees. Did you remember that? Old camel knees because of the calluses built up on his knees from his long hours spent in prayer. Um, well, we, we, need, we need to try to get where James is. Amen? Amen. Um, so we're going to continue this morning in James. And we've come as far as the chapter 2. James chapter 2. And I'm going to begin reading there in the first verse. James <clears throat> chapter 2. And I'm going to begin reading in the first verse from the English Standard Version. If you have your copy of God's Word, you can turn with me there. James chapter 2. The wisdom of practical faith. Yeah, yeah. James chapter 2, verse 1. It says, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and uh, the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and, and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are thankful, thankful, thankful that mercy triumphs over judgment. We pray, Lord, to receive from you uh, in the opening of your word, Lord, all that you would desire for us to carry out in the world and in this uh, congregation. Uh, Lord, uh, have your way in our lives, have your way in this place today. Um, Have your way in the homes of the people watching, Lord, in the hearts. Uh, God, be glorified, you're holy, you're big, you're awesome, you're mighty. Be glorified in this time, God. I ask for a fresh anointing to preach, an anointing to receive your word Lord, I pray the words of uh, my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 One Sunday at a, uh, a church service in Philadelphia, there was a group of believers gathered uh, for worship. A church called St. George's. Not all, not all that different from what we're doing today. Um, but the, the sanctity of the worship was disturbed when during the time of prayer, a noisy scuffling broke out. A witness recalled uh, two men being told to move from the place where they were kneeling and praying quietly. One of the men requested to move after prayer was finished but he was demanded to move at that moment. The church official called for assistance and and began pulling uh, uh, the men up from their places. Even though they they had actually contributed to the building and completion of of the church building, those men, uh, uh, William White and, and the Reverend Absalom Jones, uh, as well as the rest of the worshipers of African descent, all left the fellowship that day, never to return. Now, now, as outrageous as this incident sounds, it, it, it actually happened. It's a true story. The, the witness who wrote about the events in a memoir, uh, the right Reverend Richard Island, Uh, went on to establish the first African Methodist Episcopal Church and later became bishop of the denomination. Now, of course, this all took place in the 17, the late 1700s, but but it points sharply to the point James gets to in the text we have today, um, calling us to remember that we will be measured by mercy. Uh, so we should live by it. We will be measured by mercy. That's, that's the title uh, for the sermon today. Measured by mercy. Measured by mercy. So this kind of thing doesn't happen in the church today, right? Um, the, 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 the thrust, the gist, the thing that, that you want to hold on to is, is that believers should be living out the same impartial love and mercy they receive from the Lord. Believers should be living out the same impartial love and mercy 
they receive from the Lord. Uh, 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 um, I had a text that went out and said, show others the same uh, mercy and grace that you desire when you mess up. Amen. <laughs> um, James, James, and we've, we've come through chapter one, and in chapter one, James has introduced and given uh, wisdom on the themes that he's going to uh, open up during this book even more, themes of trials and, and temptations, uh, wealth and poverty, uh, wise speech and authentic faith and true religion. As we came to the end of the chapter last week, um, we were instructed by the scripture that a person exercising pure religion, with, uh, uh, they, they, they watch their conversation, they demonstrate compassion, and they guard their conduct, keeping themselves unblemished from the world unspotted from the world. The, the text in this chapter uh, 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 goes on, it continues by giving a concrete example of a worldly behavior that stains anyone claiming to hold the faith and, and walking in it. Uh, it, it, is, it is the opposite of wise speech and, and compassion and conduct that James just instructed about in chapter one. Um, and so James, so he, so he warns against it. Uh, he says, in case uh, you missed this while you were looking into the mirror of God's word, uh, let me tell you, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Um, James opens this section like he opens the letter by holding up uh, the Lordship of Jesus. Um, this reminds the believers when they hear it that uh, whose standard that they are that they're called to and, and whose authority they all exist under. The Lordship of Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah. Uh, uh, there's no area of life that this truth and status uh, uh, regarding Jesus shouldn't impact including what James is sharing here. James said it, it gets all the way down to this. Um, the, the, the glory of his status, we can't just rush by it. Sometimes we see words and we rush by them, right? But the glory of his status, uh, it ties Jesus uh, with deity. The glory of his status should make the hearers recall the very presence of God uh, with splendor and majesty. Um, uh, uh, it, it should make the, the readers recall how his glory was experienced in the filling of the first temple, making it unable for the priests to even serve there. It, over in First Kings uh, chapter 8, uh, uh, the Shekinah, uh, the, the glory of God had filled the temple or, 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 or them hearing them hearing from the apostle John how he reported in John chapter 1 and verse 14 about glory that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth John said, I'm a witness 
to the glory, this the Lord of glory. Um, James says, now anyone living under the name of this Lord of glory must not be conducting themselves with some kind of unjust discrimination that, that judges by superficial external appearances. Uh, how do you go from the Lord of glory to that? Um, they did that day back in the 1700s, but we pray not today. He, he shares a concrete example of what that discrimination looks like. He says, for if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Uh, James said, picture this. <laughs> picture this. James, he uses some common characters to illustrate his point. So, so he says, so, so two guests arrive uh, at, at church about the same time. One looks like they stepped off the pages of GQ or, or, or Vogue. And the other, it looks like they, they came right off of the, a night and spent in the streets. Now, typically, uh, uh, these two groups of people in this time, they, 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 would, they wouldn't come together in social settings. Um, but the church was established without consideration for, for social status. And, and it was a designated uh, as a place where people from all different positions from these, even these different positions could both come together converging toward Christ. Seeing the man with fingers full of gold and dazzling clothes, it, it draws the attention of the greeters first uh, who escort him to the best seat in the house. Uh, they put him center stage. Amen. We, 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 we don't realize uh, uh, um, the preferential treatment until the poor man is directed to basically, basically to just find somewhere to be out of the way. That's when you start to realize. Now, now if they would have treated the poor man just like they treated the rich man, it wouldn't, may, may not have been a big deal. Amen. Uh, um, but, but here, they've done more than, than just pay attention to the well-dressed person. They favored him. The poor man here describes, uh, that the word poor they use is someone without material resources needing support. Uh, so instead of showing the mercy called for, uh, they turn from the poor man and turn their attention to the man who looks like he has something to contribute or offer. Uh, this is what's going on in this picture. Uh, uh, God's church, James says, should not be a place of favoritism. Look at that. The, the, the world uses all types of criteria and, and labels to determine how a person should be treated. Uh, amen. Uh, e even sometimes in our conversation out in the world, uh, our, our, some of our opening questions, so what do you do? What do you do for a living? That is a probing question. And sometimes it's used to probe how much respect do I owe you? <laughs> what do you do? Um, now, when those things are, are used in the church, 
it reveals a faith attitude that contradicts the Lord. Um, do we make these kinds of, of decisions as Christians? These distinctions, the deciding who, uh, who's ignored and who's important by what we see? Uh, do we do it? Got to dig deep here. James, James uses here a rhetorical question to let them know that, that, that doing this, they, they've decided in doing this who deserves what according to unrighteous judgments. They've discriminated using uh, vicious worldly values, James says. They've, they've placed themselves in the seat of a judge causing division in the fellowship. Um, James, James will later advise against our tendency to judge before you slip on your judge's robe and over in chapter four. We'll get to it, but he, 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 he advises against it because it, it puts most of us in a position that we can't handle and we're never meant to handle. Look at this. God sets high standards for those who would be judges. Uh, you, you, you find it all over the scriptures in Leviticus 19 and Romans and, and all over the place. And, 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 and he commands them to be impartial and not guilty of what they're judging about. <laughs> so, so, so we make poor judges uh, because we can't see, you know, this is why we should leave the judging to God because we can't see people's hearts. Um, we only see portions, glimpses of their lives. And, and, and on top of that, we have prejudices. So typically we judge them from our own preconceived thoughts and perspectives instead of God's. And if, and if we run out, and if we want to make a real point, we'll make God, we'll make our perspectives God's perspectives. Uh, but we are easily influenced by what we see. Uh, um, in First Samuel chapter six and verse seven, uh, when Samuel the prophet was sent to anoint the next king of Israel, he was ready to pick the one who looked like what a king ought to look like. But the Lord corrected him. You got to read this when you get a chance. The Lord corrected him, saying. Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. Uh, for the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. He looks on the heart. So, so, so James said, <laughs> he said, kill that. <laughs> Look, look, he, next, he, he points next to, to three reasons favoring the rich is all wrong for believers. Favoritism and favoring the rich is wrong. He said, listen, um, listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? James keeps talking about the promises of God to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? 
Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? James says, listen up. Listen up, brothers and sisters. Listen up. First, first reason that this is all wrong, first reason is that God himself showed no distinction between people, uh, uh, he, he, between especially the poor and the wealthy. He showed no distinction. He, in fact, he honored the poor by making them beneficiaries. Uh, how did I say that? The beneficiaries of the, of the full life of his kingdom, right? Uh, uh, the benefits, the, the, uh, um, the, the, the Lord even has a tendency toward using the weak, the small, and the poor. Um, he, and, y'all, and y'all are showing bias against him. Jesus himself uh, came, he came to and gathered the unwealthy and the unwelcome. The Lord of glory himself became like them. He didn't show up in the palace. He showed up. <laughs> yeah. Look. The, 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 and and, and so, so, so James is like, think about this thing. The early church, look around at yourself. The early church could look around and see that the majority were from poor backgrounds. Uh, um, <clears throat> but James is careful. Although they were poor in the world's view, by the world's standard, by faith, they have in their possession the riches of heaven. How are you judging them? Um, they're wealthy. Uh, um, note, note this it wasn't being poor though uh, uh, that made them holy and have this access to God uh, but, but their poverty might, might have helped in, in causing them to be the most inclined to respond to and love the Lord uh, um, um he says, how can you dishonor those that God has chosen? How can you dishonor them? It, it, it seems even today that the, that, the, that the poor recognize their need for the Lord more easily than the wealthy, who, who tend to rely on themselves and their own wealth. Uh, 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 the poor know they need God. <laughs> um, the next reason James gives uh, 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 for, for not doing this is it, it, practical. Uh, James comes to it, comes to you right where you are. He said, <clears throat> you are pandering to a class of people who have no respect for you or the Lord you serve because you are impressed with their worldly status. That's my paraphrase. That's what James is letting them know. Consider the folks that you're, that you're pandering to. Um, uh, they mock the name of Christ. Uh, 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 anybody know that 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 uh, being called Christian in the beginning was a was a uh, was a mocking word. Uh, uh, the, the the powerful would use that as a almost as a derogatory uh, 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 title. These little Christs. <laughs> Look, they they mock 
the name, a blaspheme. He's the Lord of glory and they don't know him. Uh, these folks, these folks, these folks would legalize their oppression by using the courts to strip the poor of what little they had. Having them imprisoned for their debts or, or compounding the interest owed on loans. These are the folks that you are pandering to and praising. <laughs> this, their behavior, their oppressive behavior, it sounds something like the world today though, with, with, with predatory lending systems. Uh, um, and, and, and if you notice, it, 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 the commercials only air during certain times and dirt, certain, during certain programming for the predatory lending uh, system. But, 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 but James is making it clear, the scales shouldn't be unbalanced in the church. It shouldn't be unbalanced. He says, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love this is the royal law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He says, you are doing well. But, but if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Um, for, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for, guilty of all of it. For, for, for he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. So if you commit adultery but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. Right? The last reason that James gives here <coughs> is, uh, is that to discriminate in this way is to break the law. It makes you <laughs> a violator. Uh, uh, uh. This is the last. Don't do it. This is this is this is this is good a reason as any. He gave you his. He gave he gave you other reasons, but here it is right here. It's a. You, you, it's, it breaks the law. Love is the chief law of the kingdom. It's the chief law. G, Jesus confirmed this as he quoted. We read earlier, but but as he quoted from Deuteronomy six four and five and and, Le, and Leviticus uh, nineteen eighteen declaring the love of the Lord with your entire self and loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, uh, he, 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 he added over in Matthew 22 and 40, he added this, that the whole law rested on these commands. In fact, the whole law and the prophets. Everything you've read, it, it, it rests what you heard, it rests on these two commandments. Jesus came and fulfilled these and, and, and called his followers to walk in this kind of love demonstrated that he demonstrated by his life and his death. This is, this is, this is where we are. Partiality is the sinful act of neglecting or refusing this neighbor love that God calls for. You, you see the two words I use? Neglecting or refusing. The neighbor love that God calls for. God, God said, God said, he said, in fact, he said, don't, he said, you don't take vengeance against your brethren. He says, you don't even bear a grudge against them. You love them. 
as you, as you love yourself. And God wasn't playing psychological games with people when people were saying, well, I have to learn to love myself before I can love others. God was saying, no, no, you love yourself. Huh? If I throw a brick at your head, you'll duck. You'll duck. God didn't say that. I said that. You'll duck because you want to preserve yourself. You want to save yourself. You, you love them like you love yourself. You want to see yourself get ahead. And, and that's, why you, that's why you pander to the rich man because they might have something to offer you to get it. That's another story for another time. Look at this. He says, he says uh, um, this, James uses, this is why it's also good to, to hear the language in this. James uses the, he uses a present tense verb to describe the display of prejudice that he's talking about, he, he's describing it as, as being a practice. Uh, um, not, just, not just someone getting carried away in a moment. Someone wasn't somewhere and, and then, and then uh, uh, um, uh, 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 you know, Michael, jo- Michael B. Jordan walked in and, he, and they lost themselves. That's not what he's talking about. He's, he said, y'all don't know Michael B. Jordan, do y'all? Okay. <laughs> Brad Pitt. No, y'all don't know who need that. If 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 that favoritism, this is what he's saying. If that favoritism has become the way it's done around here, it's the way it's done around here. That church we described earlier, that was the way it was done around there. Y'all sit up in the balcony. Matter of fact, only in this part of the balcony. That was the way it's done around. He says, then, if, it's, if that's the way it's done around here, he says, then according to the word, you're a trespasser, choosing to go beyond the boundaries of God, God's command. Uh, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't just sin, you didn't just miss the mark, huh? You, you ran past the, the, the line. That's, 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 what, that's what James is uh, pointing to. And, and the sin... Um, he pitches it like a, 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 a chain, or I picture it like a, like a chain holding a ship by, to the anchor, right? It, it doesn't matter how strong the rest of the links are. If one breaks, the whole ship is drifting away. And we pray it's not a storm. The whole ship is drifting away. Uh, we can't pick and choose what part of God's word suits us and what parts we disregard. Um, uh, Jesus would, would get into it with the Pharisees about this, uh, calling them hypocrites. Uh, they, 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 because they look very holy and they would do holy things and they would say holy stuff, right? Jesus called them hypocrites though for choosing to be meticulous about their tithing. They would tithe the lint in their pockets. They would tie the tenth of every single, they were meticulous about it. Uh, uh, um, But they were ignoring other parts of the law. Justice, mercy, faithfulness. You know, those God-like attributes. They were ignoring that. Uh, uh, You can read about it in Matthew 23, 23. They they ignore that. And, And so in this, as holy as they look, they were lawbreakers. The Apostle Paul was one of them. They were guilty. Guilty. Now, our, our discrimination in God's word, it, it, it shows most 
in our treatment of people, and I think that's why James uses an example, uh, in our own treatment of people, um, we, we have sometimes a, uh, a, I'll give my best in love to this person, but I'll mistreat and hold a grudge against that one. When according to the Lord, they are both your neighbor. Who is my neighbor? They're both your neighbor. To not love impartially is a sin and the law of love will find us guilty. To not love impartially is a sin and the law of love will find us guilty. Remember James pointed the church to pure religion? Y'all remember that? Uh, last week he, he pointed the church to pure religion, what it looks like. He, so here he says, so speak in verse 12, so speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. Uh, for judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. And then he just abruptly, mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. We see here again that, that those who have received the mercy of God through his gospel, his gospel is mercy. He didn't have to sin and bring to life the good news. He could have left us waddling in the bad news. Amen? Uh, uh, um, so those who receive the mercy of God through his gospel should demonstrate their faith with the right kind of speech and compassionate conduct. We're now called and, and, and liberated to live within the bounds of the law of love. We, we're liberated, we're free. The word used here for mercy, and this, this, this was good, this, this blessed my soul. Uh, you, you had to do a word study on it sometime. The word used here for mercy is used uh, from the Greek, is used to translate the faithful love of God toward his people in the Old Testament. So the same word that they're using here is used uh, uh, for God's chesed. Chesed. Huh? So, so it's, used, it's used to describe God's faithful, loyal love, his kindness, Toward his, just unending towards a mess, his, his, his mercy for their mess. It's used to describe that in the Old Testament. Uh, mercy, mercy is a love act. It, it's, more than, it's more than pity. It, it puts on boots and steps into, in, in, in to help people in situations they're unable to get out of while seeking no reward, no repayment. Mercy. Those who have truly received the mercy of God are expected to demonstrate that mercy to others. Um, there should be no such thing as a merciless Christian. In fact, we may find that there is no such thing as a merciless Christian. I was digging around in the Bible as I do, and I found in Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 through 46, uh, Jesus here depicting a judgment scene, right? And, and so in it, he describes the separation of those who have 
part in the kingdom to come, the kingdom to come, and, and those who don't have part in the kingdom. He, he describes a separate, he lists, uh, he lists acts of mercy. He lists these acts of mercies that, that, were, that were shared or withheld. Uh, uh, treatment, the treatment of the poor, hungry, thirsty, foreigner, sick, imprisoned, poor, hungry, thirsty, foreigner, sick, and imprisoned. Those, those who showed mercy were welcomed into the kingdom, and those who did not were sent away into punishment. And it, and it says these were eternal states. Look, it, the, the thing that caught me about that is neither of them realized how personal mercy was to the Lord. Uh, he, he said that, that they had either shown it or not shown it to him. If you did it, you did it to me. If you didn't do it, you didn't do it to me. It was personable, personal, yet, 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 they didn't know that, but watch this, their actions revealed their true identity. Their, whether they were his sheep or those destined for eternal destruction, some goats, <laughs> um, they, they, their actions revealed the identity. They, the, so so, so we, we see here, um, they were and we are being measured by mercy. We're being measured by mercy. Um, I, 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 that's, a he, that's a heavy thing. Uh, uh, how merciful are we? <laughs> how, how much mercy do we show? Um, thanks be to God, though, that, that last phrase that, that James puts on it. Thanks be to God that his great act of mercy, his coming to lift us up out of sin and death with his own blood shed in our place on the cross overcame and overruled judgment. At the end of the day, the only reason we get to be his sheep is because his mercy overruled judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And so since, since his mercy overflowed his judgment, James said we should live in it. We should live in it. We should be people of it. And I'm done. I, I, I just, I, I'm, going, I'm just going to ask a couple questions because I like to meddle. Um, I, I, I thought about this, and, and you know, it, it, could, it can have a, a negative tone, but it's also, it's, it's, it can be also be positive, right? So I thought about how, how do we, church, strive against the sin of partiality in the church? How, how, do, how do we do it? Um, I thought about that, the fact that we, we start to apply this by, by extending the same welcome to everyone who comes in. Same welcome, right? Um, no partiality in that. Uh, well, um, then then I, I thought about the fact that we, we can begin even before that because we set up gatherings that are come as you are, right? 
Uh, we don't require special clothing or, or outward things that might set people apart from other people, right? So, so, so we have some of those things working for us here in the church. But then I thought many places of hospitality do these things. What, what, how different are we from the world? It, it, we are called to be different from our core. Um, it should be apparent in the assembly and, and as well as our lives outside of it. We, uh, that, that we don't use superficial characteristics to judge or to scrim- discriminate. Um, and so, so, I, so here, here, here's, what I, here's what I'll say with, with these two questions. And we'll close. It, it, it's, it's after the welcome. It's after the worship. Deacon Eric said it during the week. After the work of worship, when the benediction is given, that our living under God's law of love is truly revealed. Um, uh, um, so after that, how much attention do we pay to those who seem not to have anything to offer us versus those who seem to have something to offer us? How much attention do we pay to those two? Second, how willing are we to step beyond the comfort of sameness that, that, that breeds distinctions and discrimination, by the way, that, that the comfort of sameness and engage in impartial love with those who are different? How willing, how willing are we in our lives? Lastly, if we're, if we're ever tempted, uh, because, now, because now that we, James has opened up this mirror, well, hopefully we're going to take a closer look at, our, at our, the scope of our lives, not just the moments, but the whole scope of, of how we uh, engage the world through our faith. Um, if we're ever tempted to be partial or make distinctions, if we ever find ourselves impressed by this and not impressed by that, and it, and it, and it, 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 it says that person is not like me, so I won't do this, and this person is like me, so I'll do that. If we ever find ourselves tempted, we need to remember this. When it comes to God, we fallen human beings could not be more different. He is completely holy, and we are completely other. We were not his people, and we were without mercy when he chose to show us mercy and make us his people. So we should be people of mercy.